Hi, Andy here. I'm editing the podcast that you're about to listen to. So this is a 30-minute edit, a format that Dave and I have finally agreed on, having experimented with both long and short formats. And we've decided to kind of whittle things down to a few key ingredients that will be regular features each week. So this is a pilot uh, fifth cut of our podcast. Uh, hope you enjoy it. We're getting there. We really are. Keep with us. Uh, so lean back and enjoy Dat Chat. Hello and welcome to Dat Chat, a cross-Atlantic conversation with me, Dave, and my friend, Andy, on all things creativity and innovation. Each week we try to focus, emphasis on try, on one step of the innovation journey, sharing our thoughts, tools, and lessons learned that maybe someone anyone out there doing innovation might find useful. There are no rights or wrongs, just a mission to share inspiration and ideas among friends, all with the hope that together we can help make business and the people who do it better along the way. Thanks for joining us. Now let's jump in to that chat. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Yeah Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how Let's just that was the long version, so it continues to go. But um, there you go, just the good old boys. Thank you, Dave. I'm in. A, I'm transported. I haven't heard that song or even thought about that TV program for twenty odd years. What an amazing show! What was the name? What was the make of the car that they had? General Lee. A, no, that's yeah. They called it the General Lee. After some, I guess you'll have to tell me on my was American history. Was it a After dark? some sort of general in the Civil War, but the car itself was it some kind of bashed up <laughs> Buick or something? I thought it was a. It's not. Was it an orange Dodge Charger? It's a Dodge. No? It a Dodge Charger. I don't know. I How know. did it survive week to week? Because every week this thing seemed to kind of jump over a hail bale, <laughs> a hay bale about fifty feet in the air and land. Land perfectly on all four wheels. It didn't smash at all. Had perfect. no, but it was. It's. It was. I. I boil it down to the driving of of Bo and Luke Duke. I mean, if that was you or I trying to drive that car, it pieces. <laughs> we would find ourselves crawling out through the windows rather than in through the windows. <laughs> yeah, love it. So there you go. I wanted to start us off with the good old boys. Yeah. Uh, never meaning no harm. I thought it was appropriate for us. You think about you and me. Think about Bo and Luke Duke. Uh, well, for everyone that is listening, I genuinely mean no harm in the work that I do. I have probably caused harm, but <laughs> I am operating from a place of good intention and goodwill and, and the want to help. So here we are. Welcome, everyone, to the uh, the Dat Chat podcast. Dave and Andy, the new format, it's here. We've finally organised ourselves. It's going to be short, slick, speedy, funny, and with anything, um, uh, well, hopefully, useful. Is that fair, Dave? It is. As we said, I'll, you'll, I'll be short, you be slick, funny, and maybe one of us will be useful. <laughs> 
is the part of the pod where we talk about something that inspired each of us this week. It could be something we saw, read, heard, experienced, did, thought about, anything's on the table. It's all what uh, we found inspiring. So with that, I'm turning to you. What inspired you this week, Andy? Oh, thank you, Dave. Well, look, I have been reading a book. Congrats. Uh, it came out a couple of years ago. It is called Rebel Ideas by Matthew Syed. Okay, I think that's how he pronounces his surname. And I, every morning I get up uh, at about half six and I sit in the chair for an hour and I have an hour to myself and I have a big sort of eclectic nightstand of books and I just, just keep going. There's always, there's, there's always a, a, a fresh set, a set of uh, books on the nightstand. And this one was recommended to me. I'm surprised I hadn't come across it before. It's brilliant. I hoovered it up. And it's all about the power of diverse thinking. And it's to simplify the argument, it's not good enough just to get a, re- a team, a project team, and then go, well, let's now chuck in a skateboarder and someone who's left-handed and someone that can't speak English. And there you go, instant diversity, and then hope that a creative idea will pop out the other side. You've, you've got to think carefully about your diversity. And he talks some um, solid sense, Matthew. Beautifully written, made me laugh in a few places. And as you can see, Dave, here, look, made notes in the, on the inside cover there for like references later on. I loved it. Okay. Mm. So there was um, anyone listening here in the, in the UK remembering the poll tax, which was an awful tax that we had a few years ago. He talks about how all the people that came up with that idea had nothing to do with the common man and they were sort of all lords and well-heeled gentry from the from the stanneries and they all went off to the houses of parliament and sort of sat in a big cupboard and came up with the poll tax he also talked about the lack of diversity in the cia dave Mm. and how you missed out on a few key things running up to to 9 11 um and then he applies it to creativity and innovation not much but more in a kind of overall um overall context but i really like the book because it helped me think about a couple of projects that are coming up uh shortly for me and the team that i'm going to be working with and i just thought "Mm, Mm -hmm. before i assemble my oceans 11 is there a way that i can just make sure that i've ticked the diversity of creative thinking box as well as all the other elements of the project so there you go that's my inspiration of the week matthew syed rebel ideas I love it. Does he give like a, a framework or uh, a template or some kind of approach to how you would figure um, out what no. the team would be, <laughs> or is it just, or is it more just along the lines of the value of having the right folks in the room? There was uh, that's a good question. It would be nice to leave on the last page with here's your final checklist. Boom, boom, boom. I, yeah, or I was thinking yeah. like. To your point, you, you caught me with the, uh, the skateboarder left-handed um, bit where I went, okay, so if I was doing that project, I'd go, all right, I know I need a skateboarder. Now am I looking for, okay, what role do I, do I help think about? What's the role that the skateboarder plays? 
And then what's another role that I need to fill? So am I thinking this from a role standpoint? Yeah, or no, it's, that's a good question. It's a great question. Right? That, I think that, that would be how the uh, project would be made. The project team would be made even better. There is a chapter dedicated to innovation. I can signal that one up. So chapter four, read ahead, go to innovation. Um, but it's quite a small chapter. Mm-hmm. There are some top tips about um, decision making. Uh, if you get a sense that something's wrong, the chances are it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't necessarily accept the first answer. So kind of push people for the second or third. So, but you have to dig deep. You have to dig deep. The, yeah. the thing that would have made this even better would have been the, if you're doing an innovation project, think about these three things. Boom, boom, boom. If you're a manager, think about these things. If you're a leader, think about these things. If you've been chosen to be part of a project team, are you feeling these kind of emotions and behaviors that might give you a signal as to how diverse your team is? Yeah. Um, you, you, you had to infer that. Yeah. Um, but I but, still recommend the book. It was cool. I was and, say, that it in, yeah. and that in itself is, is inspiring, right? Because this, yeah. this is supposed to be about something that inspired you, Andy, and you were inspired by that book. And what I take away from that personally is you saying, look, be conscious of the folks that you have on the project team and in the room and think about why they're there. Right. And, and so with all of them, the why may be different and they may be justified, but I want to think about why that person is in the session or on the team. Um, there should be a role for them. Yes. somewhere, Right. They got yeah. And the role of their thinking and, and when you're playing that back to me now, I'm getting conscious about the people on the team. And I think as a good facilitator of creativity and innovation, you need to revisit consciously what's going on, what needs to happen, what do I need to do right now, and what does the team need to be doing right now? And I think that's a healthy four questions to have. So there you go. I'm, I was inspired by that. It just made me think of a quick story, sidebar, of a session that I was in um, on a project that actually never never took off. It was one of those, it was better not to move forward than it was to move forward. Um, But in a session um, with uh, myself, another innovation consultant, an artist, and somebody had said, yeah, we're bringing this um, illustrator in which, you know, you and I are both fans of illustrators, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't a, an illustrator that was going to capture anything for outputs. It was more just, they wanted someone to be in the room who was just drawing. Okay. So. Or just drawing. <laughs> whatever whatever she wanted on her pad. Oh, so it wasn't as if it was an illustrator. We have been in scenarios where we've had illustrators actually craft the dialogue that's going on, yeah. bring to life ideas that we've had, extremely valuable, right? We love, yeah. we love, we have lots of friends who do that. We love that in creative sessions. This was uh, a woman, very talented artist, who just sat on her own in the corner with her notebook and just drew <laughs> in her notebook during the whole session, which I actually found a little bit distracting at first because I like everybody in the room to be in the moment and, and working together and connected to what's happening. And when I tried to pull her in, the, the woman who invited her said, no, actually, I prefer that she stays there and 
continues to draw. Um, and, and that was it. We did for the entire session. She was there. And, and afterwards, um, I had asked like, so what did you draw? <laughs> What's in a book? <laughs> and, and she just said, Oh, um, nothing. It didn't really, I didn't really come up with anything. And <laughs> in which case, um, that was it. <laughs> so what was the, what was the, it, I wish I had read rebel ideas, uh, before that interaction, because maybe I would have asked the person like, so what's, what's she doing here? What's yeah. the There's lots of diversity there, but maybe too much. <laughs> Extremely talented, creative person, um, with a great ability to, to draw, to illustrate, but, um, didn't really know what she was she was bringing to the mix but anyway. oh it was worse so for you it's asking the question for her to say nah nothing really went on for me <laughs> how crestfallen would you feel oh okay well i've been running this session and nothing nothing at all oh well <laughs> um so that was me uh great inspiration for you what's uh yeah what do you so see red heard and experience one of my Biggest sources of inspiration, creative inspiration, is Bob Ross. Yes. Right? And so I could, I, could, I could wax for hours about all the different ways that I get inspired by Bob Ross. But this particular one came up um, the other week when I was playing – oh, the other day when I was playing um, this game. So it's a board game. <gasps> Modeled from Bob Ross, it's called Happy Little Accidents. I've played that with you. Is that the one with we the together? Biscuits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's mm. very simple. You actually don't need the game, although I'd encourage people to buy the game uh, because it's put out by Big G Creative, invented by Forrest Prusar. Um, so a oh, Prusan, Forrest Prusan Creative. Kudos to those folks because I think they captured the essence, one of the, the, the key essences of Bob Ross, um, what makes him a creative genius, and captured it into this game. And you really could do this on your own, but it, it's, it's very simple, right? So what you do is everybody writes, they just draw a, on a, a small piece of paper on a post-it, a squiggle. It could be a line, something, just the point is once you put your pen down on paper, don't pick it up until you're done. So it's one consecutive line, squiggle, drawing, whatever. You crumple those up. You throw them on a table. Mm. Um, you pick a word, and they have cards with random words. Mm. Pick a word. So this word is going to be volcano. Mm. And then you grab one of the crumpled up papers. Each person has to turn whatever is on their paper into a volcano. Brilliant game. Brilliant. Yeah. And then you yeah. just go around, and everybody gets to show off their volcano. And yeah, you can technically vote on which one you think is best, but it really doesn't matter. There's everybody's a winner in this game, but I just love the behavior that it brings uh, because it's all about, I'm going to just work with what I've got. I mean, it, it stem, stems from Bob's, uh, I call him Bob, we're on a first name basis. Uh, his, his famous quote, which is, we don't make mistakes, just happy little accidents. Right. And that mentality of I'm going to take whatever is given to me, I'm going to turn it into something that can be valuable. I'm going to turn it into something that's useful to me is one of the most important behaviors in the creative process. Mm. And I just think this little game, which, you know, we played a couple of days ago, just reminded me of how any scenario you can take, you can work with, you can evolve, 
and you can find value in it and you can find, you know, whether it's inspiration or solutions. So, you know, you could extrapolate that all the way up to where you talk about, you know, we've heard the stories of, of Dove and how Dove took the waste from their, their one product and, uh, and turned it into an entirely new product line, you know, things as massive as that, or just as simple as, you know, I thought this day was going to go like this. It's, it's changed. Now let's convert it and let's turn it into something else. So, um, don't make mistakes, just happy little accidents. I love this game. I always inspired by it. I would encourage everyone to go out and get it or just get some post-its, write down some random words and you can still have it. Just play it without the, without the box. Although Bob Ross's estate and those good fine companies that created it wouldn't get any money uh, in that case. So and indirectly caused homelessness. Um, that is a, it's a brilliant game. And what's lovely about it, having played, there is no judgment. It's just no. laughter. When you see someone draw a volcano from, <laughs> when someone just draws a circle or a cross or something, and they, they, oh no, it's a volcano from above, or blah, blah, blah. It just works. So it forces, yeah. I think, it forces people to make those creative connections. And I would argue it's, therefore, it's much easier to start with a something rather than a blank piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it's funny because I think it also, there's that principle you can take away from it. And you can also, um, I, another, an element that I think is valuable is it, it balances the level of ability across the board. And what I mean by that is um, a lot of times when we're bringing things to life visually, mm-hmm. people like yourself who are outstanding artists um, can sometimes make people like myself, who is not an outstanding artist, feel nervous about putting pen to paper and bringing, trying to bring things to life. And being visual, visual representation can be really important. So I know you, you have a technique where you say, well, look, let's just do stick figures and you'll do stick figures. But somehow your stick figures still look immensely better than my stick figures, <laughs> right? So what a game like this does is it just it levels the playing field. Everybody's going to start from something, right? That's all messed up. And no matter how good of an artist you are, you could be that woman who is sitting with her own pad in the room during that creative session I talked about. No matter how good of an artist you are, um, it doesn't matter. Everybody's is going to be a different variation. It's all going to be all over the place and it's all okay. Yeah. Right. I think it just makes, I would even consider doing a game like this to kick off a session or as an energizer during a creative session where it just lets everybody know that, look, whatever we put down on paper, there's no judgment here. It's all going to be all right. We're all in the same, we're all in the same level playing field. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I could not agree more. And I'm, I'm going to, because you've reminded me of that game, I'm going to see how I can do that on a session that's coming up next, albeit with digital. Hmm. I think I can give them all the random words at the same time, but I wonder if we could do some pre-made squiggles and send them that as a pdf and then they could uh do you know what we'll make it happen um thank you dave good inspiration and you you also mentioned um uh energy and energizers which is just perfect because the next part of our podcast is of course energizer What is this part of, of the pod? This part of the pod, uh, well, I said energizer, there'll be lots of other words we can use, but ultimately 
this is all about acknowledging the energy and changing the energy to make use of the energy because a key start, a key start, a key part, sorry, of the creative and innovative process is managing energy. Without energy, we are not going to get from A to B. My physics teacher, Mr. Booth, told me that we cannot create or destroy energy. We can simply change its form. And we all know, Dave, that there are some people that walk into a room and all energy leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and there are some people who come into a room before innovation and creativity begins and the energy is instantly amplified. So I think it's essential that on this podcast, we experiment with the energy. Is that fair? Absolutely fair. And to that end, I have an energizer that I thought I would share yeah. and that we'd actually do. Yeah, do. I'm ready. Energize me. Is it do it. My so, I don't have a name. I could, I, could, I could use a name for this. And I'll be honest, back to the concept of steal with glee, mm-hmm. like we do with our theme songs. I stole this from a bigger idea mm-hmm. around scavenger hunts, right? So now that everybody's doing scavenger hunts um, on Zooms, or I've heard that it's, it's a common thing, like, right? Uh, I decided to, to take a build of that and create a quick little energizer Mm-hmm. So I don't like these things to go 20 plus minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was calling it search and share or a household hunt, something like that. But very simple. You pick a single topic yeah. and say, uh, this is the topic. So in our case, let's say the topic is about friendship. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to give everyone two minutes to leave the room that they're in right now. Leave your camera on yeah. two minutes to leave the room and go find any object that you think represents friendship and come on back. Okay. So the best way to learn these is to do them. I say we do it right now. We've got two minutes. Okay. Two minutes. Two minutes. Go find something outside the room you're currently in with friendship. Come on back. I'll be back. Okay. See ya. Andy here again. Obviously, it doesn't make sense for you to sit and listen in silence whilst Dave and I ran around our homes for two minutes finding objects on friendship. So this is me jumping in to let you know that we did do that. And now let's carry on as we fast forward in time. Two minutes. I'm back. (laughs) Okay. So this is an audio podcast. So we'll have to to provide a description of what exactly everybody has. He's walked in with, um, it looks like, uh, like a hot dog, but it's two meters long. It's, it's made of fabric. Um, so it's like a squishy sponge hot dog that's made of fabric. It looks like it would lay underneath the door as a draft excluder. That even, even your dog is looking at it, <laughs> thinking that it's a live hot dog. So tell me about the squishy sponge. It actually happens to be um, my dog's uh, toy it's a sandwich yeah it's a it's a sub sandwich or a hoagie depending on which part of the u.s you're from yeah um and it made me think of a few things related to friendship um number one the guy right here my dog right they say a man's best friend yeah um so i immediately went for my dog's toys because they say dogs are great friends why because they're always there for you and uh, they don't give you a bunch of lip. <laughs> but the other thing was, it made me think about food 
and how how bonding happens with friends over food mm. and like those kind of moments you think about grabbing a meal with someone grabbing a drink with someone those kinds of things are always great ways to connect and build friendships so man's best friend bonding time with friends that's food i got to give this back to my dog yeah, before exactly. you pull just go all right okay um i went to uh, another room in the house um and the brief was friendship so the first thing that came the, literally the first thing that came to mind so i thought i left the, i left this room with nothing in my head i stepped outside and i just started to walk through the house and then this popped into my head because the last person that had spoken to me was you yeah and you're my friend and you gave me this ah yes so i'm looking at Oh, a replica. How are you going to describe that? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. This is a, 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 a hold on. My dog, we're going to hear my dog squeaking because the, the friend the hot dog. has a squeaker and now he thinks I want to play with him. Come on, buddy. Come on, Shimo. Go. Go get it, Shimo. Go get it. No? Okay. So I'm looking at a replica Brazilian home that has it's done in a portuguese style um it's got uh like portuguese tiles around the door it's a beautiful yellow home with big long front i guess portuguese style windows of different stained glass with a, a cement uh stairwell up front with a very nice iron designed uh railway going down the steps mm -hmm. um tiled what are those um uh, porcelain not porcelain they're um where the yeah. ceilings oh the ceiling sort of terracotta kind of stained tiles on the top it's like a it's like a it's the it's a mid a small front of a house it's a model oh, yeah i didn't say that <laughs> it's a model it's a model house and it's the kind of house you'd see in Brazil. Um, but the, everything about this is personalized uh, about me. So this is a gift that you gave me and Julie when we got married. So we have Foss Reads, which is when we got married. And then the number is the date that we got married, the 5th of the 7th. And it's cool. And it, these are the, all the colors and the shapes that it all tells a story. So it's multi-layered because um, it was a gift from you my dear friend, which is testament to our friendship that has managed to last and endure and grow stronger over space and time. But also on that day, there were lots of friends and family and lots of friendships were made on the day of our wedding. So it was, uh, it, to me, that's an object that signals the very best that friendship can, can be because my wife and I, we're, we're still friends as well. <laughs> we're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> it came out wrong. We are friends as well as lovers. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, great. That's a great. It's, a, it's just it's such a cool piece. So I'm going to rest that there for now. Let's, uh, let's put that. Actually, let's put it there because I'll knock it over. There we go. Okay. Good energizer. Love it. Nice. So a couple thoughts on the energizer. Um, so obviously, you know, we did this audio, through audio, but 
me being able to see what goes on. So I, I picked this one because I thought it was a good one to, for people nowadays to have to do over Zoom and conference calls and you can do remotely. Um, you can also do this in a venue as well, in a venue where you've got a lot of things around or potentially have people leave a room. Um, you can have them draw a picture instead and, and get up and share. But uh, I try to do it. I picked friendship on this one because it was, you know, at, with the theme song of the good old boys, you and I doing this together. To me, there's a big element of friendship, you know, that inspired us to do this. It's always fun for me to just get together and kick it with you anyway. So that's what popped into my mind. Um, but a topic, you know, doing this around any topic, uh, it could be a topic related to a project that you're working on. It could be a topic related to the challenge that you're faced with. It could just be something to get people to open up and share a little bit about themselves. So I loved how you started getting into the personal story of why you picked, picked that um, gift that I gave you and how much it meant. And just getting people to open up a little bit about themselves can really help connect and bring people together as well. So I think you've got the opportunity to do it. And I picked two minutes because, again, I've seen this done and it's, I can't take credit for this one by any means, um, but I've seen it done with multiple objects. Like here's a checklist, go get something on each of these checklists. I like, I picked two minutes and one object because I wanted people to feel like there wasn't such a rush that they're just going to grab what was ever next to them. If you give them 30 seconds, you're just going to look around and not even get out of their chair. I want them to get up out of their chair to physically move. I want to give them a little bit of time where they feel like they can contemplate some options and pick something that might be good instead of just a mad dash. And then I want them to come back and share. I want to open up. Like I said, I want to have an opportunity for them to learn and get into their thought process a little bit and hopefully have some fun with it. So that was the thinking behind the search and share, the household hunt or whatever else we could think of for a name. The, this is the Q&A part of the podcast, but Q&A sounds a bit, bit consulting, a bit dry. Q&A, question and answer. Um, so we could do questions to the pod, QTP, or pod inquiry, PI. Or we could do, um, what you know about. What you like, know about. Dot, dot, dot. Or we could do... Um, or we could just call it that. Well, this is if it's that chat, it could be chat. That <laughs> just moving. I'm just moving the words around. Let's call it that question. That question. Yeah, there you go. How about we have that energizer and that <laughs> question and that inspiration. That chat. That inspiration. That question. That energizer. So welcome to that question or this question. What's this, this week's that question? <laughs> oh dear. Laughing at my own jokes. It's time to move on. So as it happened earlier in the week, I was asked to be um, a source of stimulus for one of my clients. They had been sitting around um, the Zoom and WebEx and Teams for, for a long time and had onboarded as many other people have done a series of stimulus sessions once every two or three weeks just to inject a fresh voice to the to the team and to the team project so they said Andy would you mind jumping on and just being a source of freshness for us mm -hmm. as we have our monthly call I was like sure happy to so they jumped on jumped on the call and most of the guys I knew and 
told a few stories and took a few questions. And about halfway through, one of the guys said, Andy, you're always, you know, you're inspiring us and you're always giving us top tips and pieces of advice. And we look to you to help us when we're getting stuck. Thanks very much. Ego stroke. That's very kind of you. And then the question came, what is it that you do to make sure that you still keep fresh, though? And um, that took me by surprise because I hadn't I hadn't actively thought about what it is that I do to keep fresh and stimulated for a while. So I thought that would make a good question for us both to ponder for a moment and then answer. So, Dave, what do you do to keep actively fresh and inspired and stimulated so that you can add value for other clients? Mm, great question. This to me is the, the never ending quest, right? Like trying to stay inspired regardless of what's going on, trying to stay on top of everything that's happening to me, there's never enough great answers to this. Mm. Um, and so I feel like to one degree, I'm always looking for sources I'm always looking for sources of inspiration. And so what I have now currently is I have, oh, four or five different um, emails that I get, like lists that I've been on. So they, they're either organizations that I've found. Um, so one could be like Trendspotting, for instance, shout out to those folks. Um, those guys do like an innovation of the day or innovation of the, of the week. Mm. Um, oh, sorry. It's called trend watching. Mm. Right. And so I'm looking at one right now. There's their innovation at the weekly dose innovation of the day. Here's their innovations of the day for the following week. So I get that once a week, like just talks about things that they think are interesting in the innovation space. Um, I get one from angel list weekly, which is like the update on what's happening with startups that they think are, are interesting. Um, I get from a friend of ours, Danny Denhard, his must read list right? Um, yeah. Which he usually puts together must read stories and as well as some recommended tools and some videos. Um, I have another friend. Um, her name is Danielle um, Winandi. And she does a similar thing, inspiration of the week that she sends out an email to friends of hers. So I've tried to meet people who like capturing and sharing inspiration and get connected to their, their lists. Um, and I also share back things that I think are interesting, right? It's got to be a two-way street mm -hmm. with them as well. And then there's other companies that do these kinds of updates. So that's one source. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, I've got a whole list of, um, I just call them my inspiration sites. So they're just websites on everything from, um, here's just random image generator to, I was just on um, earlier this morning, uh, I was on uh, my dog again. The dog. I, I was just on um, uh, wordclouds.com. So I could just look for uh, word stimulus. Yeah. So I have a whole list of websites ranging from articles and tools and things that I go through as well. And then I try to think about experiences. So what can I actually do this week? That's something that I haven't done. Mm -hmm. Right? And it could be play of that board game. Um, this afternoon, my son and I are, are heading out to New York. Mm. Um, we're going to go check out a museum we hadn't been to before, mm. um, probably play some video games and cruise around a part of town that we haven't been to. Mm. You know, tomorrow, my wife and I are going to go hit Brooklyn and go to a couple places where we haven't been 
just to go see what's going on there, like some flea markets and some shops to just see what's happening. Now, it's not like those flea markets specifically are inspiration sources, but I find them inspiring. Most importantly, I find it's a new location somewhere I haven't been. Hmm. I'm going to do some, I'm going to a a market I haven't been to before. So I'm going to see new things. I'm going to expose myself to new stuff. And who knows? I, I also get vintage stuff is inspiring for me, seeing how people repurpose things and what goes on. So, you know, I guess there's a combination of, I get stuff sent to me. Um, I, I then go actively look at things, you know, on a consistent basis, like websites and on articles and books. And then I, I have experiences as well that I try to get at least one, you know, if not more per week that I'm doing. So that's kind of, I guess my, my pie chart, if you will, yes. right now. It's a very uh, comprehensive pie chart. The fact that you've got all of those sources of inspiration and that you have, you've always been very good at being disciplined in, in order to engineer time with other people um, and go and seeking stuff out. It's never a dull moment in your company. So uh, <laughs> your afternoon looks a lot brighter than mine. <laughs> <laughs> you're also five hours ahead right I've, so. yeah i've got an afternoon of um i've got some sort of diy around the house but then i my answer to the question is i've taken a different uh i've taken it differently is i i remind myself that it's not good to get into a habit um and oh sorry how, how do i phrase this we're creatures of habit right um and you can get into a habit of seeking creativity in the same way. So if I have a website that is my go-to and it has must-reads of the week, I could easily use that as my habit. But of course, if I keep looking at it in the same way and at the same time and on a Friday, then that becomes stale. So what I've tried to do and I've engineered around me is change so... Sometimes I will get up early. I'll be a lark and I'll sit, as I said, at the start of this podcast and read. Or sometimes I'll be an owl and I'll work really late into the night. Sometimes I'll do my thinking in bursts and sometimes I'll incubate things for a little longer. I think what I do is I'm constantly trying to change things up at a personal level in the way that I process things. And then that way, I'm looking at maybe similar projects differently or different projects in a similar fashion. So if you made any sense of my explanation, then well done. It was, it was making sense this side of the, the recording, but it's all about personal experiments and probably not people are aware of, but it's in, in just my relationship. Sometimes I make lists. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I have a pad. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I draw the picture of the pro- problem. Sometimes I type it up. I guess I'm just not using what worked previously and doing it again. Yeah. Right. So, so what's that the habit of breaking things? Would that be fair? Yeah. Really? No. Really? It's much more meta. Mine was much more practical, tactical. Yours is much more meta. And I think plays into the behavior. Mm. That's so important when it comes to the, when it comes to inspiration, right? Mm. You're, you're talking about the whole practice and we used to teach this. Do you, do you sleep on the same side of the bed every day? Do you have the same morning routine? Do you check out the same sources of, of information, you know, news, mm. websites, 
Do you operate in like, is your daily routine the same thing? If it is, break it, change yeah. it, right? And this is a behavior that takes practice. I think it's brilliant. And, and I, I agree. It makes a ton of sense. I mean, um, you, you're talking about just that, the, that attitude and the behavior that if this is something that I typically do in this way, I now want to try doing it in a different way. Yeah. And doing that is going to start exposing you to thinking about stuff yeah. different. I've got conscious of it. Comfortable with difference as yeah. well. Yeah. I got conscious of it. I got conscious. Oh, I'm always, why is it that on a Thursday afternoon, I can't do this? So, well, don't do it on a Thursday afternoon. Then. That was, that was what I spotted. So then yeah. I would go rather than I'm always go to the flea market, have a great flea market tomorrow, by the way, Dave, but I, I'm, I don't go, I don't say to myself, I am going into town because I know that I'm going to get the answer. Yeah. What is it that I'm going into town to? Ah, I'm going into town because I'm breaking the thing that I'm stuck in over here. Ah, okay. And what's not working for you there? Yeah. Oh, inside and outside, both big and small, practical and meta. We are here for you, dear listeners. I love it. I love it. It just it makes me think, and I got to get it out, just on, on that idea. So what are things that people could be doing? Even us, right? So now you've got me thinking, I want to get, let me push up the funnel and be a bit more meta about my source of inspiration. Because yes, I do change these lists and, and all of those kinds of things. But now you've got me thinking, wow, I need to be doing even more. And I can. Um, so as we sit home, for instance, right? We're all working from home right now. Are we working in the same location? Do we have the same offices? Are you constantly looking at the same computer in the same way during the same time of day? Yeah. Right? Or like, could I just turn my desk, you know, 90 degrees, one angle or the other, and just look at something in a slightly different way? I mean, I used to change my bedroom style like every couple months just because I got bored of it, right? Um, I've been sitting at this desk looking at it in this same way at this wall for months now. And it never occurred to me like, Hey, let me shift perspective a little bit. So I think whether you talk about your daily routine, just the physical location of your, of your living space, your desks, the time of work that you have, like you said, what time you're going to work, all those are opportunities, right? Um, to change things and try something new. And they're all potential sources of inspiration and looking at things in a new way. I yes, love it. They are brilliant. All they're brilliant man and source of inspiration, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. It's got to put inspired in your presence. I will think of you this afternoon as I finish some outdoor DIY chores and think about, God, I'd love to be in a flea market in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brilliant. Well, thank you for that question. Um, that was a good uh, question. Good question. Please send them in to the emails on the website. You'll work it out. If you want to get in contact with us, dear listener, you'll find a way. Um, so, Another great episode of the podcast, Dave. Yeah. It, the two good old boys didn't mean no harm. We're just, we're just hanging out. Clapping um, their gills. Is there anything I need to know from you before you slink into the side of a Ford Mustang? <laughs> my dog, as my dog continues, just I'll make, make note never to grab dog toys during podcasts again because I can never <laughs> calm him down. Um, no, I think if we can add, you know, what might be nice is if we could add a link to the, your book and the Bob Ross party game in, uh, in the notes. Oh, in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. And your, uh, we could add um, Danny's list and your, um, your sources of inspiration. We'll do that. 
I'll make a note now. That this I, and my thought. Well, so that's all I can think of. I think it's been great. Okay, I've I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Well done. You've got to the end. You've been listening to Dat Chat, a cross-Atlantic conversation between myself, Andy, and my fantastic friend, Dave. We hope you've enjoyed the show and you feel a little more energised about your innovation and creativity challenges. If you have a particular topic you want us to explore, better metaphors, sharper analogies, or even smarter stories for us to share, then drop us a line at the emails on our website. We'll do our very best to include your suggestions. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share and we look forward to uploading our next conversation for you to endure. <laughs> sorry, for you to enjoy. My name is Andy and you've been listening to Dat Chat. Now, if I pause, yeah. And yeah, if I pause, um just top line thoughts. I, I thought this was so much better. Yeah. Just doing it, energy wise, looking forward to it, tighter. I felt a lot better. Like we I feel more into it. So on my end, I, I'm I really like this format. I think um I would probably I don't think, like I said, I'd probably cut in the beginning. Like, I, I do think looking back on this, if we were to do this same podcast again and we use the same question and we use the same source of inspiration and we use the same um, energizer, it would be even better because I do think there's still probably like some lags and not like the, us going off on our, on our end, but I think just getting ourselves around the structure. Um, so I, I, I think it's worth going back and having a listen to and maybe we can decide to like either edit what we just had or even like do it again. Um, and, and I just think it'll be, you know, now that we've got the format, I really love the format. I think it's just, it's just tired. Uh, I, I'm all up for that. I, I agree. What I'll do then, let me press stop and oh. stop and stop recording.